The Knicks ruin Christmas. They blow it on Christmas Day. Looked pretty promising, but it doesn't end up the way we want it. Merry Christmas. Wasn't a very merry Knicks miss, but it was a very merry Christmas for me and my family. And I hope you, uh, you and your family, had a good one too outside of the, uh, the Knicks game. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Episode 455. Sorry this one's out late. It's going to be a quicker one, but, you know, it's the holiday season. Give me a break. I've been busy. Let's talk. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? What's happening? I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 455 of the podcast. Thank you for stopping by. Um, yeah, welcome to BD4. Where, where, <clears throat> damn, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA, Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. God damn, that's twice. My voice is just breaking up. <clears throat> just like the Knicks are breaking down. Um, Let's talk. I'm not going to waste time. You know where to find me, all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, the Knicks blow it on Christmas Day. Um, first off, before we do talk about <clears throat> the game, I want to say that Santa Claus actually dropped off a really, really interesting book that I've been wanting to read for a while. Uh, it's a new book. It came out uh, 2022, I think, early in January this year. Um, but I've, ever since I heard about it that month, I've been wanting to get it. Um and that is, and, and I promise I'm not being paid to promote this, but that is uh, Blood in the Garden. Definitely check out this book if you can. It is, as it says, about the 90s Knicks teams that everybody in, you know adored. Um, just, it, it was about their grit and their hustle and what made New York City fall in love with that team and the hardships they went through and the ups and downs and really just about the behind the scenes of it all. There's some good interviews in here. Um I haven't started reading it. I read like the side panels on it, but I, I'm I'm gonna get to it because you know I'm not somebody who reads a lot, but I do read sports books. I love reading about like the history of of the Yankees, and I don't have many Knicks books. I don't have any Knicks books, so I really wanted to get this one and learn more about the '90s Knicks because I know that was a team that everybody adored. Um, but yeah, go go if you can. It's pretty cheap, 20-something bucks, Blood in the Garden by Chris Herring. He's got a pretty interesting story himself, former player, 
um, went through a lot, but definitely check out Blood in the Garden, it's called. Blood in the Garden by Chris Herring. Um, it's the flagrant history of the 90s Knicks. So, the New York Knicks of 2022-2023 lost again last night. Um, the Knicks ruined Christmas with a 119-112 loss at the Garden Yesterday, I should say, not last night. Yesterday at noon against the 76ers. Uh, They came out the gate strong for sure. Uh, I don't know. You know, Randall was going. uh, RJ chipping in. Brunson's facilitating. Mitch is working the paint. They start off on this nice 14-6 run. That later gets even better when quickly checks in late first quarter. Mitch pokes a steal, throws an outlet to quickly for the slam, and suddenly it's 30-16 to 16 Knicks. Um, so they're looking real sharp in the fir- uh, first quarter. Second quarter is more of a battle for them, but they do maintain a double-figure lead until about mid to late second quarter. And that's where this thing became a game again. And you just felt the momentum. You felt the momentum swing getting stronger and stronger and stronger and more in favor of the Sixers. Um, The Knicks only going to the half up three points. And the shot that really indicated their eventual demise for me was that last second heave from Shake Milton that fell. That was if it was like from 40-something feet out. He just chucks it up at the buzzer and it falls. <laughs> um, that to me was, you know, uh, the Knicks are losing this game. Um, I mean, you had DeAnthony Melton knocking down all of his threes in the first half. But it was really the second half that Philly's superstars started taking this game over. You know, uh, because they have stars. And the Knicks have guys who are the furthest from star caliber. Um Joel Embiid just dominating, dominating Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Mitch was in foul trouble, so he had to play conservative, and that made it worse. But Embiid's out there just finishing, getting to the line, taking care of Mitch in the post. He scores 35 points. James Harden gets very hot. He's doing his thing from three levels. He drops 29 points in the game. Hot in the second half. Uh, Niang, he's torching it from three-point land. He had four triples in the second half. The 76ers really start to pull away, though, in the fourth quarter um, when they turn a close game into a gigantic blowout. And they finish this thing off on a disrespectful 16-2 fourth quarter run. Uh, I think the Knicks only scored six points in the fourth. At least for most of it. From what I can remember. It was ugly. You know, in the end of the game, losing, again, 119-112. Sixers would win. Um, And so here we go again, man. Just like that. Eight straight wins followed by three straight losses. And we're back at, you know, kind of where we were not long ago. Um, Again, I I just think the Knicks are exactly who they've been all year. As I've been saying, they aren't good. They remain mediocre at best, right? 
They they had four games this past week. Four in the past week. You needed at worst, in my opinion, to go on a two and two stretch. Um, but they go one and four, one and three. They defeat Golden State, but they lose to Toronto. They lose to Chicago, and they lose to Philly. You needed one of those games against the Raptors and Bulls. I get that the Raptors are a tough matchup for the Knicks, and the Knicks already beat the Bulls two times the week prior. But at the end of the day, the explanation never matters, and the results do. So it was tough. Um, And, you know, you got to give credit to Philly. Philly also just played very smart basketball. They played good basketball. You got to credit that. I mean, quick ball movement, just constant, snappy, quick half court play, just causing the Knicks to scramble again on their rotations. You know, Randall wasn't rotating, and that was very notable to me. So that screwed up everything else. The Knicks were trying to close out, but the Sixers just moved too fast for them. They were scrambling out there, the Knicks. And on the other side of the ball, Philadelphia was killing. The Knicks with that zone defense throughout the night. They were mixing in and out with zone and man. You know, RJ couldn't finish at all through that zone. He was missing everything last night, uh, yesterday. Randall started forcing it some. Quickly, the same thing. Couldn't do much until garbage time. And that's, that's, that's what it was. You know, that is what it's been for the Knicks with the zone defense. I mean, we talk a lot about decision-making. Right? We always mention that with R.J. Barrett, quickly, uh, Randall. When the defenses zone us, the Knicks are pressured to make quick decisions with the ball. And they aren't very good at that when they're in the half court. You know, this, uh, I don't know. And the offense just sputters. And this whole double big man garbage, again, it was nice when you were beating these bottom feeders on the streak. But when you play teams who move quick, who score, and you need to keep up with in terms of the pace, this isn't a this it's it's not a lineup that can do that. You know, they give you zero offense, no spacing, no shooting, a slower tempo when you've got Hartenstein and Sims out there together. The only thing it gives you is size and that switchability on the pick and roll. Right? But that's not enough. That isn't enough in the modern NBA. You need some offense. And um, I I thought the bench minutes were very interesting. I I didn't love this game from Thibodeau. Uh, I'm looking at it and I see Deuce McBride in a game where... In a game where the Knicks let up, you know, about 120 points. Deuce McBride sees just six minutes on the floor. A weird time to change it up, right? And just stop playing him. Um, I mean, Harden dropped 18 points in the second half. We saw Deuce for just 1 minute 23 seconds in the second half. DeAnthony Melton was bombing away from three-point land. And all Tibbs did was let Brunson get cooked and continue to give him space. No Deuce. When the Knicks were winning, Deuce and Quickly were in the game early, making impact. 
you know, during that uh, eight-game win streak. Tibbs, for some reason, is now waiting for late first quarter, early second quarter to make subs. Even with Sims, just 12 minutes last night. This is a game where Mitch needed help down there. Hartenstein, we know, cannot play interior defense if his family's lives depended on it. The guy's terrible down there. Played 15 minutes, though. Two points, one rebound, and a minus 15. Sims can not only play interior D, but he could play perimeter defense. Can we just get one game where we don't use three big men? Please, it's 2022. We allowed 18 makes from three-point on 46% last night. Yesterday, I keep saying last night. The 12 p.m. thing shook me off. <laughs> um, you know, at some point, just we gotta get a little more modern. You know, and that's where the criticism goes to Tibbs. Um, I think it'd be smart to shake up the rotation again pretty soon. And when I say shake up the rotation, I mean expand the rotation. Um, because we basically ran eight men out there last night. You know, let's try to go back to 10 and see what happens. I I would. We need the offense, man. The bench provides you zero offense right now. Obi is hurt, but Rose is a DNP. Probably get traded. Cam is a DNP, will probably get traded. Evan is a DNP, will probably get traded. So where's it coming from, though? You know, Philly got 24 points combined from Niang and Milton off the bench. And the Knicks got 17 points combined from Quickly, Hartenstein, McBride, and Sims. The Knicks do not have scoring on the bench. Simple. Sims is in there for defense. Hartenstein is limited offensively, right? He's got the floater. And the occasional once every two weeks, three-pointer he knocks down. You know, but he's limited. Deuce is there for defense. Quickly is their best weapon offensively off the bench. And he's the world's most inconsistent shooter ever known to man. They need a consistent offensive weapon out there. And they may need to consider trading for somebody like we said last episode. All right, we talked a little bit about OG and Wobie. Um, you know, you put him in the lineup at the three, you could send someone to the bench to give them some offense. But that's going to cost you some players. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because if you're not playing any of those DNP guys because you want to trade them, then trade them. Do it and get some bodies in here. Uh, by the way, Carmelo Anthony was at the game. Wing. Scorer, veteran, just saying. <laughs> but honestly, man, that might be it. Just, just, just get new guys. Just get some fresh blood. Get some, some more talent in here, right? The rotation can be shaken up as many times as we want. Uh, we can distribute minutes this way, that way, the other way. All we want. But as I have said, at the end of the day, these players just aren't that good. Right, I don't think R.J. Barrett shot 6 of 21 because he was tired. He's a 22-year-old who can play 40 minutes. He shot 6 of 21 
because he's always been a guy who's struggled with efficiency, even in college and high school, even under Fizdale and Miller, his rookie year, he was playing 30, 31 minutes a night as a newcomer, thrown right into the fire. He's literally averaging 35 a night. You know, it's normal minutes for a top three player on any team. Completely normal. Same with all these guys. Quickly, just not that good. Randall, good, not that good. Brunson, good, not that good. The Knicks' best players are pretty good. No better. And then it gets worse from there. I'm sorry, that's just what I think. Like, I don't think any of these guys are as special as people say. I think you can criticize Tibbs. You can make some good points about that. But at the end of the day, you just need better talent. And this team's going to remain, you know, one game, two games, three games, above and below 500, probably all year, with an occasional hot streak. So... I'm going to end it here. I'm going to head to break. We'll come back and talk. You know, we'll give out our uh, two game balls. We'll take another break and then wrap it up with the trivia. All right. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. All right, so welcome back to the show. Episode 455 of the podcast. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not going over player uh, performances like we usually do. Um, but I'll just tell you who's going to get the award amongst the starters. I'll give the uh, Bing Bong game ball to Randall. Bing Bong. Yeah, Randall scored 35 points, eight boards, four assists, two steals, a block, turnover. He shot 11 to 22. Um, 44% from three and uh, made all his free throws. He was a plus five. On the year, he's now up to 23, nine, and four. All right, so Julius Randle, I thought last night, was very good offensively. Another night defensively where I didn't like his defense, and that's going to be a thing. You know, he's not going to be the greatest of defenders. He's, he's, he's a lot of times we'll see him camping in the paint not rotating and not closing out hard enough. That's just the experience you get. Um, but I, you know, I, again, I, I thought, I thought he's had a good season. Um, and then secondly, uh, our game ball off the bench will go to quickly. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Nobody else was really that good off the bench and quickly at least showed up and garbage time. That's really how he got those numbers. Uh, 11 points of board, of assist, a block. On the season, he's averaging 11, 4, and 3. Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't that great to me, but nobody played well off the bench. Um, uh, yeah. We're going to do our uh, progress reports either next episode or the one after that. 
hopefully before, uh, definitely before the new year. Our two-month progress reports. Two-month progress reports. I, I think we can get that out in the next episode. That's that's going to be the plan for the uh, for the upcoming game against Dallas. So we've got three games now in Texas coming up. We've got Dallas, and then uh, I think it's Houston, and then San Antonio. These are three very winnable games. I would like the Knicks to go two and one at worst. Let's see what happens. But as for this game, the Knicks lose to the Sixers, 119-112. They outboarded them, 46-32. They had more assists, 30-22. Right? They only had two more turnovers. They had more blocks, 6-2. They shot well from the floor, 48%, 38%, 82%. But again, the defense wasn't great, and the offense had a difficult time adjusting to the zone defense. That Philly threw at them. So now the Knicks are 18-16. They were so close to that four seed. So close. And they probably aren't too far off now. But I want to see where they are now in the standings. They are still sixth. um, 19-20-21-22. So they're about three and a half now out of the four seed. I think it was down to like one and a half. Maybe less at one point. But... We'll see. Uh, I, I still, you know, I still, I want to hold out hope that the Knicks can be better than average. So hopefully we get hot again during this road trip. A little quick mini three-game road trip in Texas. Maybe the Texas Heat will come out. We know Randall likes to step it up against Dallas. That's where he lives, his hometown. Maybe going there will help him. Uh, Brunson, his former team, maybe that'll ha- give a spark for him. Hopefully he plays because he did leave the game late in this one. Um, and it, it sounds pretty concerning. He wasn't available to the media. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's hope things end well. But <laughs> go, go Knicks. Let's wrap this up with the question of the day. When we get back from break, stay with us. We'll be right there. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to BD4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. The Knicks blow it on Christmas Day. They ruin Christmas. The Grinch Knicks. Um, Episode 455, I'm your host, RJ you know where to find me. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch it on YouTube and Spotify. All these platforms to listen to it. Um, you know, I have a blog that I write occasionally on the Knicks and Yankees and some UFC. If you go to bd4blog.com, you'll find that blog. You'll also find where to find me on social media and all that stuff. Literally everything on my website, bd4blog.com. Let's get to our trivia and we'll wrap this one up from here. Short one. All right, 
right, so for this episode, episode 455, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is a true or false question. True or false? When Michael Beasley played with the Knicks in 2017-18, he averaged his highest points per game mark since Minnesota in 2010-11. True or false? When Michael Beasley played with the Knicks in 2017-18, he averaged his highest points per game mark since Minnesota in 2010-11. Is that true or false? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. I'll DM you. So one final time, our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day for episode 455 as my voice cracks for a fourth time. True or false? When Michael Beasley played with the Knicks in 2017-18, he averaged his highest points per game mark since Minnesota in 2010-2011. Guys, fellas, that is it. That is all. We'll be back tomorrow, December 27th, when the Knicks take on the Dallas Mavs. Uh, This episode should be out the morning of that day. So again, it's going to have a quick shelf life. Um, got this one up late, been busy, but hey, we've been doing most of these episodes, man. We're a one-man show, and, and I think we've been doing a pretty good job of getting most of these shows out. Um, we've only missed five games out of the 34 that the Knicks have played, so that's like what we've covered over 85% of the games. All right, guys, thanks. I'll see you next time. Later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Anchor.